whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report, and this is Dr. Lee for America with the vaccine report with our international team. And there is a bombshell report this week in the new publication in the journal Nature. Just this past week, and Dr. Gilthorpe and Dr. Yeadon, as the scientists in virology and rational pharmaceutical drug design, development are going to explain this bombshell finding in this new report about the devastating consequences of the mRNA vaccine and the damage that it can do in triggering our bodies to make totally different and unwanted peptides It's not just coding for the spike protein and triggering the antibody response that everyone has been told was the reason for taking the shot. So there's more damage. And then we'll talk medically about some of the new reports that are showing continuing catastrophic rise in damage from the COVID shots damage and deaths worldwide. We're now at the data analysis showing 18 million people worldwide have died as the result of the COVID injections. The public was lied to. And one of the points I want to emphasize at the outset about the release of the New Zealand data by the courageous whistleblower who risk everything to honor his conscience and expose the New Zealand government cover-up of the catastrophic deaths in New Zealand directly linked to the COVID shots. But what also has come out that many of you may not have seen is that the former prime minister of New Zealand, who was pushing the shots and pushing the mandate, had secret meetings with the elite officials and government officials and certain elites in the government who were exempted from the very COVID shots that they were forcing on the population. So there's that aspect of the cover-up in New Zealand that is shocking the world. And we'll come back and talk a little bit more about that. But the rising damage to babies of vaccinated mothers, the rising damage and respiratory illnesses in young children, thyroid damage, turbo cancer skyrocketing, 
and the micro blood clotting that is unrecognized by most primary care doctors leading to progressive respiratory failure and death because of the micro blood clots, even in the absence of a macro blood clot that causes a stroke or a heart attack as a, as a cause of sudden death. So the damage is just truly catastrophic. But first, let's focus on Dr. Gilthorpe and Dr. Yeadon talking about this bombshell paper and the study from Nature outlining how the mRNA vaccine really works and explaining the process of frame shifting. What does that mean and why is that damaging to your health? Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Then we'll hear from Andrea Klarich about the Croatia conference and some further follow up about that international conference before the Croatian parliament. So stay tuned for the whole show today. Dr. Gilthorpe, tell us more about the paper in Nature and why it's such a bombshell and so damaging in the information that we now understand. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Wonderful to be on the show again, um, having taken a little break for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so um, I'm not sure if everyone's aware, but Sunday night, the 10th of December, was the Nobel Prize Award Ceremony in Stockholm in Sweden, which is attended by the Swedish King and all the awardees of this year's Nobel Prizes, including the one for physiology or medicine which was given to a pair of researchers that were involved in the technology that enabled the COVID RNA vaccines or mRNA modified mRNA vaccines to be launched after the pandemic or supposed pandemic. Um, interesting, one of those researchers, so Katalin Kariko, she's a Hungarian lady that was also working in Pennsylvania, but Curiously enough, she has also been working for BioNTech for about the last 13 years, I think, um, initially in their development of their mRNA vaccines and later as a consultant since 2022. So this is the first time I know of, at least, that the, the Nobel Prize has been awarded to somebody that actually works for the company that made it possible for them to get the Nobel Prize. That just shows you how far things have gone. Anyway. Long story short, what, what the main discovery for the Nobel Prize was a modification of the mRNA in the vaccines. That means two things. First, it means that the body doesn't recognize it as foreign and doesn't mount an immune response against the RNA. And it also makes the RNA much more stable so the body can't break it down. Um, and this meant, you know, they could develop these COVID RNA jabs and get them into people's arms in record time. Um, but it means that this is a very unusual RNA molecule. It's not like the normal RNA we have in our cells. It's more like plastic. It's very rigid, it's very straight, and it's very hard to break down. So what this study that came out in the very preeminent journal called Nature, which was from the MRC Toxicology Unit in Cambridge in the UK, uh, about 20 authors, they showed that this modification, which is called N1 uh, methyl pseudouridine, that you need to add to the mRNA to stop it being broken down and stop it being immunogenic, doesn't get read properly by the little protein factories that turn it into protein. They actually mix up the code by slipping on this very rigid molecule 
and then they read a different sequence or make a different protein from the one that's encoded. So we were all told that these were very safe and effective. They made spike protein, which stayed in our bodies for just a few weeks and then disappeared. So we now know that um, this RNA stays in our body for weeks, if not months, if not years. The protein that's made from it stays in our body for a very long time. And now we came to find out that almost 30 or 25% of those molecules are mistranslated into a different protein. That could be pretty random. Well, not totally random because the sequence of the RNA will give some specificity to the protein that's made, but it means you're making a whole lot of other peptides that have nothing to do with SARS-CoV-2 in your body. And your body will see them as foreign, as Mike's often referred to in the show, shows, you know, your cells make a foreign protein, your body will attack those cells and kill them. And you'll make antibodies to them, which might then cross react with other proteins in your body and give you an autoimmune reaction. So this is terrible. This is, you know, this should be the nail in the coffin for the FDA, the EMA, Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna should be shelved immediately. Uh, so let's see how this pans out, because I, I, I don't know why this paper was released, you know, just before the Nobel Prize. Uh, I think it came out on the 7th of December, 6th of December. Um, but this is extremely significant. Yes, uh, Jonathan, thank you. That was a very, very useful description. And uh, yeah, it's I, when I saw it, the timing of it, it does seem almost political, doesn't it? Because if they didn't mean it to occur and to inter potentially to interrupt the ceremony, then they could have just delayed it a week. So there it is. We've got uh, some people receiving a Nobel Prize for a particular you know, uh, invention, which under certain circumstances might have been useful. But I have to emphasize again under this circumstance that there, there, is, there is no way in which what has been done to you could be, could be therapeutically useful, right? So there's never been a public health emergency uh, and these materials would, if given to a mass population, will always produce uh, harms, some of them serious, some of them fatal. And they knew that. It's by design. Um, my, my life's been interesting in the last uh, three weeks because although I've given 200 interviews, I hadn't actually recorded very many straight pieces to camera. And I've made two recordings, I think, just under 10 minutes, just under 20 minutes. And, and I did them because I wanted them to appear... Uh, at sort of, uh, sessions arranged for parliamentarians in Germany, Croatia, and UK. And by sheer coincidence, ladies and gentlemen, not, uh, there were, were extraordinary efforts made successfully to make sure that I could not be heard. And so luckily I'd learned from the first experience and I made my own recordings and kept them. And then they've been shared very widely. I, I know half a million people from someone who's got a Twitter account has seen them. And so my life's become quite busy. It's like, why didn't you say this earlier? It's like, I've been saying this twice a week for four years. Um, so censorship, ladies and gentlemen, is unbelievably effective. So the fact that I have these qualifications and I know what I'm talking about, I can, I'm just smeared. And, you know, you may hear I'm a conspiracy theorist. Uh, main uh, search engines like Google and Safari, if you search my name, you'll find I'm a lunatic. But if you search for me using minor search engines like Mojik or um, uh, I can't remember the other one. But anyway, if you use minor search engines, you'll find 30 or 40 of my interviews and you can make your own mind up. Am I qualified or not? Um, and so, as Jonathan said, this material for which someone's about to receive a Nobel Prize, uh, other very clever people have said, hold on a minute. You know, this stuff 
uh, it may achieve uh, stability uh, and resistance to being broken down, which is not a good thing in my view. But uh, but worse, they don't. It doesn't even basically these messenger RNAs uh, they encode amino acids like um, leucine, alanine, and so on uh, with three little pieces of the mRNA one two three then another three two one then a one three two and so on so each of these triplets will tells your body what to make which amino acid to use now if you've got this bit that's been modified it misreads it your protein factory is not expecting to see this code it's and it's basically there's an interloper there in the factory and it gets confused as to what it is that's being told and it frame shifts it's of like if you can imagine a zipper being closed violently maybe with some dirt in it, then it will literally jump a tooth. And then the rest of it, it will zip up, but it's not, they haven't got good fidelity. It's not doing what you expect it to do. And as Jonathan described, once it shifts, the the, the triplet shifts, then all the triplets downstream say something different than what the original code that was designed. And that just randomly makes a garbage protein. And a friend of mine, Jessica Rose, his PhD, she she's done a lot of research and thinks that the probability that you will make um, proteins that will enhance other proteins to do what's called misfolding is mysteriously wonderful. How God and nature designs this: that your body will normally make the proteins it's meant to make, and then when they're meant to fold to the left, to the right, to up and down, and to make the final enzyme or structural protein that you're trying to make from your gene it just does it but if you've got something aberrant in there quite often the protein will fold wrongly and misfolded proteins have got this awful propensity of teaching other similar proteins to misfold and and we're not sure but we think that alzheimer's and other degenerative diseases arise as a result of sequential uh like a series of dominoes misfolding a protein so if your body is being full of aberrant proteins some of which will misfold then you could be spreading around your body these uh bad badens these bad actors that will teach other bits of your body to misfold and and indeed i think that's one of the things we might now expect that we'll see degenerative diseases just as we've seen acute injury uh, we've seen subacute injury. We've seen now the so-called turbo cancer, a phrase we've never heard until the aftermath of these injections. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see degenerative diseases as well. So it's it's hideous that on the one hand, you've got people in posh frocks and polite applause and chinking of glasses. And on the other hand, you've got people saying, wait, the, these things are lethal. And uh, Dr. Eden, we're already seeing catastrophic rise in the neurodegenerative disorders, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's wow. and Jakob Kreutzfeld, uh, Dr. Gilthorpe probably has Dreadful. comments to add to that. No, it's already happening clinically and in med- in the medical world, it's already happening. So you're, what you're know, saying might happen yeah. is already being seen and reported clinically around the world. Dr. Gilthorpe, you have an ad- added comment on that? Well, uh, yeah, I agree, Doctor Lee. There has an, there's definitely an increase in in unusual cases of uh, neurodegenerative diseases. A good friend of mine, actually, I wet met last week. His sister is only fifty years old. She's been diagnosed with both Alzheimer's and frontal temporal dementia. She's a nurse, so she was heavily jabbed, and her husband suffered um, from seizures, uh, which just came spontaneously and stopped spontaneously. So, I think they probably got some kind of hot batch in the region that they lived in. Um, 
But I just I just like to bring up this subject of, you know, what's really happening here? Why did this paper come out on the 6th of uh, December? So the very same day, there was an editorial uh, story in The Telegraph, a leading uh, UK newspaper, which brought up this, you know, put on, not on the front page, I'm not sure, I'll, I'll send the link to the article, but basically brought up this programme, uh, this problem and whitewashed it. So they had interviews with the lead author, they had interviews with the senior author, and they, you know, brought up the findings of the paper that 25 to 30% of people that received Moderna or Pfizer shots will have made the wrong proteins and would have had adverse immune reactions. But then went at pains to try and say, you know, but of course, there's no evidence of this occurring in the COVID jabs. The author stressed that they say any trials on any other mRNA therapeutics would, would detect any such problems in the early stages and said that, and this is a direct quote, research has shown beyond doubt that mRNA vaccination in its COVID-19 is safe. Billions of doses of Moderna and Pfizer mRNA vaccines have been safely delivered, saving lives worldwide. The authors also found there's an easy way to eradicate the frame shifting events, which relies on changing the code of the mRNA drug to minimize the use of the problematic pseudouridine. So they're already saying there's a problem. And then if we get rid of it and reduce it, we'll make a safer vaccine. And, you know, so it's whitewashed and used to, to sell. And the authors are totally with this in the Telegraph article. Um, saying that this is a very exciting way forward to fix the issue. So they're admitting there is an issue but saying that now we can fix it so it's not a problem anymore. This, it, it, this is propaganda in its greatest form. So I, I would just like the listeners to think about that. You know, when you hear these sensational stories, like we're going to talk probably about the, the New Zealand um, uh, data leak, think about, you know, who is the messenger? What might this lead to? Because um, they, they know there's a problem with these vaccines. They know people are dying and people are being made ill. So what there will now be an attempt to do is release the pressure a little bit on the boiler, you know, uh, release some data or some stories and then divert attention over to something else in order to try and normalize what's happening. Um, but it is not normal. So you should not accept it. I think uh, Dr. Eden, Dr. Yothorf was seeing if you wanted to comment on that. Yeah, no, I've I, nothing uh, to add to that. I'm, I'm pretty sure Jonathan's bang on that. Uh, we do see, uh, I, mean, I have to say that once you reach the conclusion that I think we all have, and certainly I have, that the design of these materials, um, uh, and I've, I've put a couple of links to talks I've given recently, you know, there, there's no question if you listen to me and you can decide for yourself that um, so-called rational drug design requires that every every atom, every molecule in a medicine is there because someone chose it to be there and they chose it to be there because they had an intention for it. And so if you listen to my talk, I just picked three very obvious uh, choices and the, the, the like uh, the certain consequences and and therefore these are toxins, then therapeutics. Uh, and I having spent over 30 years at quite senior level, uh, and I was pretty good at it. I'm, I'm not wrong. I, I know this. Um, and, you know, all of the other stuff it might be an opinion. But that's what I did for a living all day for 33 years. So, uh, yeah, so that's what's happened here. Um, I don't know that they know of every adverse event that might flow, and I certainly don't. We're not that clever. We often don't learn of side effects until we do proper studies. But there are certain things 
you can't make your body make foreign proteins and expect it to be okay. It won't be. You know, we've known that. It's, it's immunology 101. It's how your body distinguishes self from non-self is, is the fundamental discovery of, of the wonder of how you keep your insides, you know, yourself and you keep everything shouldn't be out uh, there outside. And when you get invaded, you can defend yourself. Um, and so you can tell <laughs> the very first thing you're told about these materials, um, they're going to make a foreign protein called spike protein, or maybe not. Um, you, you, as, from my perspective, I just knew straight away, these things are designed to injure you. And they have, you know, unfortunately. And then everything else, the whole thing falls apart as a kind of fraudulent, uh, propaganda dance around us but with that as a certainty you it becomes very clear you see everything uh as as propaganda uh which it is uh whereas without that without those insights and you know, unless you have instincts some people just do they have discernment but without one of those discernment or knowledge i can i can believe that lots of people think what's happened is what they've been told it's not true Well, I think that was also information that was presented at the Croatian conference um, mm -hmm. just last week. Andrea, any comments you'd like to make about that before we go to a break in about five minutes? Oh, well, I would like just to hear finally that somebody from official says what we are now comment here, because we are listening really for months that uh, every month we find out something new what is very dangerous and we have results as you said uh, just on the conference there was an official from one uh, hospital numbers that we are have increasing of turbo cancers and they officially know but nobody cares I cannot imagine that really nobody cares about people's life they only care about themselves or their career or how they avoid responsibility for what they've done after this nature, because it was also in Croatia, everybody published and everybody talking about this, and they said it's a final nail in the coffin of mRNA technology. But still, they are recommending to the pregnant women. I really don't understand what this uh, world came into and how these people who are in the power uh, can live with this. And that's the only comment that I can make here. You know, I agree with you. I, I honestly don't know how members of my profession who are physicians still pushing these vaccines, calling them vaccines, which they are not, and pushing them on patients and pushing the boosters in the face of all of the devastating damage that's being reported by nearly every country in the world that has Un unrolled the COVID shots. Every single country that we hear from that has unleashed the COVID shots on their population, particularly those that mandated them, we're seeing devastating damage. The sudden deaths are rising among young people. Babies and children are dying suddenly in numbers we've never seen before. People are dropping dead of heart attacks and strokes, and they're, they're not addressing the connection with the COVID shots. It is the most massive cover-up and lie to the public, crimes against humanity, as many have been saying, and I'm one of them. It, it is truly staggering 
And doctors who are continuing to push this vaccination on people are are guilty of, I think, criminal malfeasance. And yet they continue to do it and they're paid to do it, at least in the U.S. I can't speak for other countries, but in the United States, Medicare, Medicaid and private insurers are paying incentives, some up to $125 per patient. So in a busy medical practice with several thousand patients, you can quickly do the math and see that doctors who get to 80 or 90% vaccination in their practice are reaping huge amounts of extra payments. And the patients never are told that. So it, it, is, it is definitely a massive global problem. Slowly, people are waking up and the uptake of booster shots is dropping, which it needs to, because we've talked in previous shows about the fact that the data shows that with every shot you get, your risk of dying escalates. And by the fifth shot, Ed Dowd's actuarial data from insurance companies shows that your risk of excess death is at least 50% higher than a baseline risk of death based on age alone. It is truly staggering. Let's take a break at this point, and we'll be right back after the break to continue to talk about the breaking issues and the news on multiple fronts with studies that have come out since our last program. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report, and this is the International Vaccine Report. Check out our website, truthforhealth.org. And go to our store, truthforhealthstore.com, where you will find high-quality, ex- exceptional, professionally designed, exclusive formulas of nutraceuticals and vitamins that can help improve your health and resilience and help to overcome some of the damage of the COVID shots. We will be right back after the break. And don't forget to sign up for our email newsletters with the latest Every week. We'll be right back. Check out the new Truth For Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost that can help improve your energy memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing practices approved and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report, International Vaccine Report, with our team, Dr. Mike Eden, Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe, and Croatian journalist, Andrea Klarich. And this is Dr. Lee for America, representing the U.S. and medical practice here, and what we are seeing, boots on the ground, with the damage from the COVID shots. 
Dr. Gilthorpe, you mentioned there is also a, a very alarming study or a report from Japan about the approval of a self-amplifying mRNA vaccine. That's very alarming to me as a physician. Explain to our listeners what that means, please. Yes, Dr. Lee. Um, yeah, this was something that I picked up in the news and it was actually published in Nature on the 6th of December. So the same day when the study about the frame shifting came out. Um, so there was talk of this a year or so ago that the next generation of COVID mRNA or mRNA vaccines would be something called self-amplifying. So although mRNA vaccines are very scalable, they're very kind of cost-effective for the drug industry, uh, you still need to make a large amount of mRNA to put into these lipid nanoparticles that Mike described. Um, so if they could make a kind of RNA that would go into your cells and then copy itself a few times, a bit like a virus does, that would mean they could get away with putting, say, four to 10 times less RNA in the drug so they could get them onto the market much more quickly. And what's been happening over the last year or so has been the move to by the EU primarily and the UK leading for the G7 to get through new regulatory framework to enable drugs to go from concept to market in just 100 days so when the next pandemic comes which we're all promised will happen they will deliver mrna vaccines to the you know to be shot into people perhaps mandatory uh, within 100 days this means they will never be tested in an animal model they will never have any safety or efficacy data of anything more than a few weeks uh, you know you'll be basically taking a another uh, Russian roulette shot in the arm, but then they can do it much faster because they don't need to make as much RNA. So in Japan, they have just approved, and bear in mind, Japan suffered extremely high excess deaths. Um, there have been some very vocal critics of the COVID mRNA vaccination program in Japan. And actually, Japan uh, didn't enforce vaccines, I think, or, or they were very prominent in promoting ivermectin, which was developed in Japan in the first place. But now it seems that the first um, approval for a self-amplifying RNA vaccine for a company called Arcturus Therapeutics from the US and its partner from Melbourne, Australia, has been awarded in Japan. And this is a new mRNA COVID-19 vaccine which is self-amplifying. You know, the, the next step for this is that this RNA will be somehow captured in a viral element and perhaps spread to other people. It is a complete pollution of our genetic space by these new classes of, of so-called drugs that are being released onto the market, you know, without any long-term safety testing, without any um, care or concern that they actually are effective or not. They're just getting them out, the, the technology out as quickly as possible. And I guess the way this is heading is, you know, it's aiming towards some kind of genetic engineering of humans um, because, you know, this isn't just being done because it's a convenient way to get vaccines out the door. It's being used because eventually it can be integrated with something called CRISPR-Cas9 technology. That means you can go in and, you know, play with people's genetic sequences, um, gene editing, gene interference um, and this is where the drug companies see the money is in the future uh, this is where the certain you know organizations see transhumanism is in the future where you can make superhumans um, 
yeah, you know, Klaus Schwab talked about this. So this is, you know, quite commonly spoken about in certain circles. So yeah, it, it's just another example of how fast technology is being pushed out before it's ever been tested or safe and without a real purpose under the cover of a, you know, potential or, or a claimed threat to humanity, uh, COVID, which is, as Mike mentioned, you know, very low pathogenicity now. Hardly anyone has died of COVID at all. Um, when certainly nobody's died of flu in the same time. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing pretty well, really, in terms of health. But these products are still being thrown at us. And, you know, who knows how long it'll be before they're mandatory. But I, I would predict <clears throat> it won't be too long. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, Jonathan. Uh, I do think <clears throat> without drifting too far from science, when you look at this sort of thing and you ask yourself, well, why is this, why is this being done? You know, uh, can, can, it's impossible to come up with a rational explanation that involves something. You have, after a few minutes, you have to use the evil word because that you know this isn't just like pushing things that don't really matter on you just to steal some money from you we're used to that that companies have pushed products at us and it's up to us to resist uh you know sometimes advertisers are regulated restricted on the claims they can make and so on we're used to having a thicket of regulations to protect us from mistakes or rapacious drug companies that have lasted 60 years say since thalidomide those guys are AWOL these materials are not being reviewed or approved by the regulators of whatever worth they may still have had. They are under emergencies. <clears throat> These are emergency use authorized products that don't involve, they're not medical products. They are countermeasures under legal, uh, uh, the various legal maneuverings have allowed these to be classed as countermeasures to uh, an emergency. And they're not coming to you through the uh, FDA route, um, evaluated like normal products. They're coming to you via military, essentially uh, kind of uh, martial law. That it's like something under an emergency. Uh, your rights are suspended, and including your rights to understand that what you're being uh, uh, coerced or hopefully or hopefully not mandated to have are they're not they're not proper pharmaceuticals. I can just mention a couple of things that allow you to be sure this is that's true. Um, we're talking, we, uh, we heard Gates, who's a well-known college dropout, uh, he's certainly not a vaccine or drug company expert or drug manufacturing expert, that we'll have these in a hundred days, he says, and certainly Jonathan's mentioned that. In a hundred days, you, you probably couldn't even work out how to consistently close a yogurt carton at scale in an industrial plant, and you would not get approval, you know, uh, it takes several years minimum to manufacture and show consistency of all of the different steps from the first raw ingredient to the final material injected in you. That's why these things historically have taken a long time, not for entertainment, because that's how long it takes to make a complex biological product. These classify as complex biological products. And there's a whole swathe of hundreds of pages of regulations for good reason to make sure that if you were prescribed it in um, Denmark or Denver, that you would get exactly the same material. That's probably the only thing I'm still sure that the industry I used to work at was good at. And it was international manufacturing. Uh, there was bloody brilliant. No one did it better. This, these materials are not being made that way. I don't care how much they want 
it to be done in 100 days. In 100 days, you've got green goo in the bottom of a vial. You do not have con what we you do not have control of the steps of manufacturing. It's not possible. So what you're being given is one of two things. You're either being given something that's rushed at you when they don't care that some batches will be hot and some will have nothing in them and some will be in the middle. That That's one possibility. The other possibility is they've already made these uh, and they're making out that they've come at you quickly. And I'm afraid neither is good, is it? But what you're not getting is a regulated pharmaceutical. So when these things come at you and you're told it's new tech and it's 100 days, run. Do not look back. Tell everybody you can't manufacture a complicated product like an aeroplane, an automobile, or a complex biological in a hundred days. It doesn't matter how much money and people you throw at it, it can't be done. Anyway, I'll I rest my agree. Case. I wanted to tell done. you that, that you need to know, you, listeners need to know that this is not, this is not whatever. It's not what they're telling you. It's evil, is what it is. It's what it is. Anyway. You couldn't have said it better. You're absolutely right. And and I think your common sense analogy with you can't make an automobile, you can't make an airplane, you can't make anything complicated in 100 days. It, uh -uh. It's just not possible. It's and we not. have to get people to see from a common sense standpoint that this is a massive lie to the public and it is deadly dangerous and and it is evil it absolutely is evil it is designed to carry out a hundred year depopulation agenda the rockefeller institute has been very clear in their battle plan they have talked about it in papers published decades ago pretend there's a major threat to public health mm -hmm. roll out the disease roll out the steps that make people's immune system impaired, like constant masking and lockdowns Lockdown. and isolation, and then roll out an experimental vaccine that causes death and damage. And it ends. Absolutely. It's a, and for those who I must say, I was knowing this, it is shocking when you hear a qualified person describe how it was done. And, and if we haven't, if we've got time, or maybe we should add the link, there's a, a very good uh, lawyer who you know well, Todd Callender, who's been you know, really heroic. And I think he's been thinking himself and also reading the work of uh, a legal scholar called Catherine Watt. And and he gave, he gives a 20-minute piece. In fact, it was for Andrea uh, Claritch's conference in Croatia, and I never listened to to him just describe what what has happened. And I think people should listen to it because he describes the the legal ins and outs of how they have done this, and it's taken decades, Doctor Lee, to make it. I've heard it described as legally illegal, you know, like lawful, illegally lawful, something like that. Or is it is it unlawfully legal? I can't remember. But basically, they've they've made the rules such that, as you say, in the event that there's a public health emergency, then on the saying of that, all sorts of things happen. Your constitutional and charter rights are suspended, and these things are now in order, and you can be you can be taken from your 
place of residence and subject to testing or treatment. Um, and it's legal because we're in an emergency. Now, we're not an emergency, folks. It's all synthetic. It's all a lie. And and it just takes enough of us to say, you know, basically the emperor's got no clothes. It's just BS. But that it's worth listening to a, a lawyer describe how other lawyers have conspired against us. Uh, that's what's happened. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It it sounds like the worst sci-fi novel, and it is one, a really bad plot, by the way, guys. You know, much well, Doctor Heaton, this, this is what this is exactly what Todd Callender and I have been presenting in whistleblower reports and other programs and interviews we've been doing for two and a half years you know, since I met him, and he has. He has researched the legal framework. Yeah. I know the I know the history on the medical framework because a lot of this was put in place over the last 20 years mm-hmm. in the US with the takeover of government control of medicine here right. mm-hmm. and some of the the big pharma and big government and big tech collusion that's been going on in the US. So Todd and I from the medical and legal perspective have been putting this together and and bringing these points up but but it's like finally people are finally seeing some of the damage from the shots and they're beginning to listen and his 20 minute presentation for mm. the Croatian parliament was outstanding we yeah. are sending that out in our newsletter this week and we also are having that as one of our evening seminars in January with him live to address further questions and it will be part of a whistleblower report as well. It, it is critically important to get this to more people. Dr. J- Gilthorpe, you wanted to comment. Yeah, Dr. Lee, I was just going to say also from the, um, the process or the, the production side, Hedley Reese has spoken out at length about how you know what mike mentioned it's impossible to make these products in 100 days you could make them in 100 days but not at the scale that that they were required and headley's detailed that very nicely he's written an excellent book called covid supply chains facts not fiction it's a short book and i think through his Substack, he's actually releasing the chapters of that i i've got a copy now which i picked up when i was in the uk uh, last week or the week before last and it's an excellent simple guide to how you produce a drug and how it's impossible to produce a biologically, you know, complex drug like COVID mRNA vaccines in, in the time that it was done. It's impossible. Yes. And Headley has been our inside pharma expert doing shows with us on a regular basis, exposing these issues. He has been heroic in bringing all of this to the attention of the public. And, you know, most doctors, take for granted the quality and regulatory control of the medicinals that we use. And that has just totally fallen by the wayside in the last three years. It's truly shocking. Yeah. I've got to the point where I I just think four years ago, I, you know, believed everything I was told by the media pretty much. Um, I was a proud assistant to the industry having was now a consultant rather than what within it and i would generally defend things while saying mistakes occasionally are made and now i'm afraid i don't think like that as i mentioned just before we started i think uh, the fact that the multiple drug companies are willing to front up these so-called 
COVID vaccines, whether or not they made them, I don't know, but they're willing to publicly front them up, tells you they're not they're not good. They're just intrinsically bad. Um, and because of the massive failures of uh, regulation, you know, FDA, EMA, NHRA, and so on, because of they've literally stood to one side and allowed the public to think that they are still regulating products like these COVID vaccines when they are not. They're, it's a it's a fiction. Um, it's a, a whatever. It's pantomime. Um, and I've it's I've thought further. If the, if these regulators have stood to one side while these are being injected into almost everybody, uh, what do you think they're doing in terms of inspection of quality of manufacturing of all the other pharmaceuticals that you are prescribed? I mean, do you re does anyone really believe that they're doing the normal job under these circumstances? I don't. And the consequences are you need to be much, much more uh, thoughtful about what you will allow yourself to be prescribed. Don't assume when you get a box of tablets that they are exactly what it says on the box. I'm, I, I just can't believe that anyone could think that on the one hand, these revolting, you know, degenerate products uh, with 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 regulators that are tacit approval, at least that's on the media. And on the other hand, they're doing their diligent job to to these companies that are criminal. No, um, I would strongly recommend if you can possibly avoid uh, anything other than life saving drugs. You know, painkillers, um, antibiotics. I understand, but anything else, I'd be really careful right now because I have lost confidence completely both in the drug companies and in the regulatory framework and the political framework that controls all of it. Everything's gone corrupt. You have to look out for yourself and your family. Well, and, and I agree with you. It's been one of my concerns actually about the quality of generic medicines for some time because so many of the insurance carriers in the United States were going to lower cost generics from India and China, which have almost no regulatory oversight. And unfortunately, manufacturing quality is abysmal. And that has been a problem. They've had many FDA sanctions and warnings in years past when, when the FDA was better doing its job than it is now. And now what I'm concerned about is not only do we have to be concerned about the generic medicines in many categories, as you mentioned, but also the injectables are like insulin and dental anesthetics are increasingly, there are reports of contamination with, Todd Callender talks often about the hydrogel being a contaminant component of injectables. And then we look at the fact that the quality control is almost non-existent. It's, it's really very, very alarming and there's another ominous trend that, that I'm seeing and I'm hearing from patients, and that is that patients are going to the emergency room for serious problems and being diagnosed with serious problems such as pulmonary emboli. I mean, they're actually being diagnosed with pulmonary emboli and being sent home on an anticoagulant or being told just to take aspirin. We have never done that before. People with pulmonary emboli were, taken, were treated very seriously and admitted to hospital, monitored, given proper anticoagulation therapy, oxygen support, and often um, 
therapy to improve blood circulation, for example, it's very alarming to see the cavalier approach to human life with just sending people home. It's as if they have decided we're not going to intervene medically. If they die, they die. And we're just going to send people home. And I know that's been happening in the UK as well. Yeah, no, it definitely has. I think uh, it's quite important that people recalibrate. Uh, This actually is an important, there is an important point here that I don't think the public, uh, you know, we're all probably guilty of it to an extent, have taken sufficient personal responsibility for their own health. Uh, And we've been encouraged to allow the big state to be responsible for more and more parts of our lives and our families' lives than has been any been good for us. So, you know, children's education, for example, we recently the sexualization of children, you know, I, I cannot believe that my people my children's age, in their early 30s, with their own kids, why are they not incandescent about what's going on in school? And I talk to some of them and it's like, you know, like you're out of date, dad. You know, this is this is the current world. It's like it's just wrong. Children have children have sexuality. You can see it when they're tiny. You don't have to be old fashioned to realize that little boys, they don't like bows in their hair, even at the age of two. You know, they just don't trust me. <laughs> you know, um, it's why the, it's the most it's the most basic classification humans have. If you walk and you see someone at a distance, you don't say it's a tall person or an old person. You usually identify gender. That's a young man or that's an older lady. People are, people are very clear about gender. The idea that it's kind of fluid is just absurd. Um, and anyway, I'm just saying we've it's not all been part trained of the political to, agenda. Dr. Yeah, Hughes. it's and it's like we can we'll break your responsibility for health. We'll break your responsibility for your own family. Um, and you know, in because and they, that's because that's the that's the fundamental resistance unit. The only reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because. Not only am I a husband, I'm also a father and a grandfather. If I was a single man, 63, I'd probably be kicking back drinking beer, right? And being honest, I'm doing this because I, I have an obligation to other generations, not just my own family, but other people's children too. I feel it very clearly. But um, if you don't have family connections, it's very hard to to, to build a society, to to be law-abiding, to have some stake in the future. And that's why attacks on the family are are so awful and must be and must be resisted. I, that's I mean, also the, ex- the exact same reason applies to why there is an attack on faith. Because people of faith mm. tend to have more cohesiveness. Also, people who have a faith tradition and pray regularly are healthier. I mean, studies have shown that for most of my medical career. They live longer and their immune system is better. And you, yeah, if you, (laughs) honestly, politics can sometimes be completely peripheral and it should be, it's important, but it should just be peripheral. You, You need a relationship with yourself, other people and your creator, whatever your view of that is. If you haven't got it, all your attentions in the TV or what I describe as the, the glowing satanic rectangle that if you watch people in the street now, I mean, I've taken, cause I'm just as guilty as the rest of us. 
I've taken to going out deliberately leaving all mobile devices behind me in the house or if I drive somewhere, I leave them in the car because otherwise you don't look at people. And when you look at people, you notice that 90% of people shuffle along with their face in the glowing satanic rectangle. And it's devastating that, you know, and all you can do is do your bit. You don't do it. You know, if you if we complain about it, don't do it yourself. Um, and I have to say, my, my kids are quite good about it. When, when we're out, they're not looking at their phones. But you often see people, four people at dinner, no one speaking. They're all looking at their glowing satanic rectangles. And just think glowing for Glowing satanic rectangle. I love that description. I think it's good. Well, honestly, their attention. <laughs> I think it's a good one. Yeah, I've, I've noticed. As I've, been, I've lived in about six different countries during the pandemic. And everyone, every young person looks about the same. And they're looking at the same kind of TikTok videos. It doesn't matter if you're in Iceland or Spain or Colombia or in America. <laughs> and it, there's this homogenization. And, and it's achieved by there being half a dozen major platforms that that tracks almost all human attention if you let it. So, um, you know, that's that's all part of the pull you away from yourself, your family, your faith, your community and we have to just decide we're going to put the bloody thing down, turn the remote off and look at each other, look at yourself and take care of yourself and your family. And it, we can magically fix this. I'm, you know, I still believe we're going <laughs> to we the, the tyrants are not going to succeed completely in their mission. They are going to mess the back garden up a lot, folks. It's not going to be easy. But I have faith that they're not going to complete their mission. Why? Because I think there's a percentage of people who will resist and mean it. All right. And they will be the, the, the germ of, of free humanity. It has to be. It has to be. I think that's all I had. I've lost the sound, Mike. I'm, I am back. I, th I think that's definitely true. I, so, what else happened in the in the conference in Croatia, Andrea? Can you fill us in on that? What well, we have still a reaction whole week, and still today, and I have to tell you something interesting. Well, today they wrote an article, and they don't know what to say about this conference and they're now made making up things uh, and now the fact checkers uh, are this, involved. well these are the regular journalists but they're paid by the government mm. and now they are, they are uh, made it up that this conference coming up from some kind of uh, organization from united states who is on the trump side they are forcing trump to become a president again and they brought everything in a political arena and made it up everything what is in the article that's why i decided to press the charges and to take some money from them because it will be useful for future for my podcast but he, they don't have anything to say they don't have anything to say about topic about facts that we presented there about science what you presented no now brought everything to the politics and some kind of a heritage uh, foundation who came here and who organize everything and they want to promote things what uh, uh trump is promoting and blah blah other things you know mm -hmm. uh everything is completely lie because i know who paid all the costs who was organized who was sending mails 
who was there, they didn't even mention my name, you know, they put only this party and everybody else. And yeah. I'm the one who organized everything, who was really in front of this organization. And that's why I will really uh, get this case very easy. But mm -hmm. that show, show us uh, uh, how they are, well, lake of any um, concrete uh, proof that we are not telling the truth. They're just uh, focusing on lies and attacking personally, nothing else. Well, they didn't uh, even mention, yeah. It's probably yes. in, 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 you know, it's a compliment in a way that they have, they cannot find anything substantive to do with you or the people or the materials that you organized and, and had to present. So all they can do, and again, there'll be people with discernment that will think that's odd. Why have they not? Why have they not criticized the material they used or the or the speakers? Yeah, the, you know, yeah. your lot. I, I guess my guess, my hope is the creations often uh, will have sufficient discernment to think mm, this is the smell of propaganda. Well, Absolute I think that's right. Yeah. And as as we wrap up today, we will pray for all the people of the world to have discernment and to listen for your instincts about what is truth versus what is propaganda, lies, and deception of the enemy seeking to destroy your life, your freedom, and your individuality. America and the world listening. The agenda is control of you and your life. You have the decision and the power to refuse granting governments to control you and propaganda to control you. You have the power to choose to be healthier, to take steps to protect your health, to take steps to protect your family, to take steps to strengthen your faith. All of this is in your hands. The choice is yours to use it. And that is the gift that God gives all of us. Individual free will. Time to exercise it. Time to stand against evil and celebrate the true meaning of Christmas, which is life and light against the darkness of evil and control by the enemy. We'll be back with you next week. Enjoy preparations for the Christmas season and the season of Hanukkah for all of you. Thank you for joining us today.